Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Water Cooler Checkdown Podcast. I am your co-host, Corey Walsh. And I'm Nick. And today we're going to talk about E3, the finals, and what this is going to mean for free agency, because a lot happened within the past two or three games. But before we start that, let's get rolling. Today is Saturday, the 15th. A lot has been going on. A whole lot of stuff. Mostly in the NBA world, unless you're following the Women's World Cup. (laughs) Which, congrats. (laughs) Good stuff. We'll talk about that more on Monday with a a special guest, which will be unveiled on Monday, so you're going to have to wait. But before then, I mean, like I said, we're going to talk about the finals in a minute, but we'll just dive right into Cooler Talk. And uh, Nick, if you want to get us started, uh, yeah. So uh, we're gonna talk about some games and uh, some stuff we saw at uh, E3 uh, in the last week. And <laughs> neither uh, of us went. Yeah, <laughs> we saw it through the screen. Neither of us went, of course, because I can't get out to California or wherever it was this year. I have no clue wherever uh, it is. I just watch it from my phone every year, and but, by that um, I watch the recap. I never watch it on time. <laughs> but yeah. Um, this is there's been a lot of cool new games coming out um that were they showed some trailers uh and one of them was Elden Ring which was a uh so it looks like sort of a crossover uh between Skyrim and Dark Souls um the director or creator of Dark Slo- uh, Souls Miyazaki uh is teaming up with George R R Martin to create a uh a new uh, like open world RPG game. Is um, this why he couldn't write the book <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or the, be a part of the TV show? I guess he was working on uh, on on this game. Yeah, very fucking sweet. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, th- this game I guess has been in development since like the final DLC of uh, Dark Souls Three uh, wrapped up. So that gave Miyazaki a, a little bit of time to uh, focus on some different projects. And apparently he is a gigantic fan of George R. R. Martin, so wanted to bring him in on this project. And uh, in the trailer, we, we didn't get much. Um, they said basically said, like, there was an Elder Ring that was destroyed, and it was like, uh, like, everyone sees it, look up in the sky. Like, so it seems like sort of like an important ring that was destroyed and and change the world uh the landscape of that world for some reason uh they didn't give us too much information they also gave us in the trailer uh looked like some sort of like uh like elven or angelic figure like hammering uh (laughs) hammering like a a smith's hammer like he was maybe forging a new ring or something like that um the plot thickens yeah i i I mean they they really gave us as little as they possibly could i think on purpose just to get us hooked in (laughs) Yeah. yeah um but I mean, I've heard basically that, of course, you know, classic George R. R. Martin, like, he created, like, a whole mythos for just for this game. Like, you know, <laughs> what what is with these guys like George R. R. Martin and, and Tolkien? And, like, they can't just write a story. They have to create, like, an entire world, like, with the story as, as well. So, uh, 
It's a cool edge yeah. that I don't feel like many games provide anymore, though. Yeah. So apparently George R. R. Martin like already created like an entire like history and <laughs> how does he like fabricate all these like yeah. different worlds? I have no idea. I I don't know how people make up multiple languages too. Like J.R. Tolkien made up like six or seven languages between like Orcish, Elvish, Dwarfish, like you know all <laughs> these ones. George R. R. Martin made up a bunch of languages with Dothraki and Valyrian and all this stuff. I, I don't know how people write these things, let alone make up their own languages. It's crazy. It's pretty wild. I mean, like, I when I watched E3, I, I watched a lot of the Xbox one, even though I we both are PS4 owners, because Xbox was deciding, you know what, Xbox One went really shitty for us. So yeah. why don't we just uh, try to throw out the, the new console details now? And they basically were saying how, I don't know if you saw any of that, the Project Scarlet that they released. Project Scarlet. That's their new console. And they showed like Halo 5, or I think it's 6 now. Oh, yeah. Halo new, it's like Halo Infinity or something. The graphics look pretty sweet, but I mean... Knowing Xbox are going to be like, this is the year where we introduce a diskless drive. Because <laughs> they already did that with the X. They've been rehashing new models of the Xbox One for like every year. Yeah, they like, uh, unlike PS4, they seem to want to come out with their, get their product to market as soon as they can and then deal with problems on the back end. Because there's a lot of times where they've, uh, they've, released versions of their xbox or xbox 360 or xbox one where there's been a lot of glitches in it and they have to come out with software patches like you know a month down the line to, to fix problems people are having whereas ps4 i feel like they at sony they want to finish product with nothing wrong with it before they send it to market so it's like yeah that doesn't surprise me from X xbox that they're already <laughs> moving on to like the the next thing because most likely probably the thing they have right now is 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 not that great i mean at the same time it's like the Xbox 360 was so like leaps and bounds better than the PS3 to the point where the PS3 was like, I think originally around like $800 or something. And then they had to remarket it down with the PS3 slim, which is what everyone basically thinks of when they think of the PS3. But it was originally like that big bulky silver uh, PS3 model. I got, I got the PS3 Slim, I think, and that was like my first like main console outside of like a Wii <laughs> or GameCube. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, uh, I mean, I I started off with PlayStation Two back in the day. Like, I feel like everyone like you know, I feel like PlayStation Two was like a little bit bigger than regular Xbox. At yeah, the yeah, time. yeah. And then uh, I did go to the dark side for a bit, and I switched over to Xbox 360 after ps2 i love my xbox 360 yeah i felt like that like in terms of you know consoles from microsoft i feel like their 360 for their for its time was better than like you know the ps4 versus xbox one debate like it was mostly because xbox 360 had the uh the live and the online was so much better than it was for playstation 3 because you could have like parties and stuff, and you they never got parties until like the PS4. You'd have to. I, ha I remember I would play Madden with my friends in like this online Madden league, and the only way we'd be able to like talk to each other was like shit talking each other through the phone. Yeah, we'd be like, all right, call me on speaker. <laughs> We're gonna play our game now. Yeah, af after I got the Xbox 360, um, I didn't get 
the like a, a PS3 or anything like that. I actually went back to the PS4, and yeah. I have like the old like yeah, you were talking about the PS3 Slim, and you know now they have the PS4 like Slim model. Yeah, that's the one I have. <laughs> I have like the old like original clunky PS4 model with like, oh yeah, you know that's like weighs way more than anything else. But the thing run, it, sometimes it sounds like a jet engine is in there when the fan <laughs> is on, but I mean it still plays fine. So. Yeah, I had a Xbox One for a bit, and then I really, like, I got to college, and none of my friends had a PS, uh, an Xbox One they did in high school, so I'm like, well, I'm just going to trade it into good old GameStop for a nickel, <laughs> and, yeah. and then flip it <laughs> for a, a PS4 Pro. I, I really like the PS4. I mean, I like the controller better on the Xbox One, honestly, but the PS4 controller over time, like, once you get used to it, isn't, like, half bad. Yeah, the... Uh I just I like the joysticks being closer together um, on the PS4 than the Xbox One. Like I feel like especially for sports games, like where you need both joysticks, it's it's a little bit easier. FIFA. To, yeah, <laughs> FIFA, uh, NHL, NBA, like any of those games uh, where you need both sticks. Um, yeah, it's, I feel like it's a little bit easier on your thumbs to to just have them right be right next to each other like that. Yeah, so Xbox like comes out gangbusters and just is like, all right, so here's our new console details, and they talk about how like it is gonna be like, well, they have tech, I guess technically the most powerful console right now is the Xbox One X. I don't know who owns an Xbox One X really, <laughs> but I feel like those people probably are PC. But I, I'm I'm never like a, gonna be a PC guy, honestly. I don't want to spend like fifteen hundred dollars on. Yeah, my friend did that. Uh, he bought a. Like, he literally upgraded every single, like, aspect of this gaming computer he could. He spent three grand oh, between God. the monitor and, and the the actual computer and everything. My wallet hurts. <laughs> oh, but the, it's, like, it's insane the amount of graphics he, he has uh, on that thing. Like, the uh, the visuals and, and, and stuff he, he has on that with, the with the, like, the, the monitor he has. It's, it's absurd. And the processing speed is, like, dumb fast. Like, oh, yeah, know. yeah. You hear like on like console, they're like, "Oh man, sixty frames per second. And now they're, and then my friend has got like a computer, and he he says he runs like Fortnite on like one twenty eight frames. And I'm like, that just doesn't like. Would you even notice like yeah. a fluid difference? Yeah. I, I, it doesn't seem like it to me, at least. I guess if you need like that, if you care about video games that much, I guess you should get it. But all I want to play video games for is like. Like we said, like sports games, maybe the COD if it doesn't look like garbage, and like maybe one or two games throughout the year. Yeah, so um, I don't know if you saw any other video games, but I saw one other one that they showed a trailer for, uh, for Marvel's uh, Avengers video game. Um, I feel like I did. I gotta say, it looked god-awful. <laughs> like, it looked terrible. It looked like... Well, first, first of all, I don't know who did the licensing or or deals or anything for this, but they didn't use any of the voices from the actual uh, movies, mo- uh, actors from the movies. Is it the Marvel Alliance three or something? Um, so I, this one is um called just Marvel's uh, Avengers. I think you're you're referring to the old Marvel Ultimate Alliance games. Do back you want in to the see day. your? Oh yeah, <laughs> your research. <laughs> Because I just need to see, like, a screenshot of it so I know what it looked like to get a kind of idea here. Oh, <laughs> uh, let me... Intern! <laughs> pulling up the intern to uh, to show them some uh, some pictures right now. 
But yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like all the Marvel games for the most part are disappointing. Except Spider Man in the fall released that new video game, the like the one that's oh, like yes. the reboot of the PS2 classics. Yeah, that that one I've heard from people was just absolutely amazing. I had a friend who uh, Cooper, who <laughs> shout out to Cooper, basically played through that game in three days. Oh, good God! But he's also the kid who loves those single player games. I could. I'm more of the online guy. I like just the competitive. I'm all about RPGs, single player. Oh, so, that, so that's the. Like, oh yeah, lineup. yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. I remember that. I, I like. I the first thing I thought of was like they showed Iron Man. I think first in the trailer, and then it like wasn't Robert Downey Jr. And I was like, oh, this just doesn't look right. Yeah, like they, they, they didn't like you know they do that thing where they can copy people's faces and they didn't use any of their faces. The characters don't even look anything like their movie counterparts like tony stark has jet black hair and like a huge beard captain america looks like he's 55 or 40 <laughs> like, um past his prime mark ruffalo like i mean the the guy who, who uh is like the hulk in this thing looks nothing like mark, like mark ruffalo or, or anyone like or even the half and half yeah the, the dude the thor guy looks like they gave him the accent crazy. though i yeah. remember they did they give him that they gave him the accent but uh it kind of looked like a like a dated game already and it hasn't even come out yet. It like looks the, like something that would have been like the PS3's like last life game. Exactly. It, it, yeah, it looks like something that was going to come out for PS3 or Xbox 360, not not a new generation console. Like it it the gameplay looked a little bit clunky from the the few uh you know trailer spots that I saw um I'm not sure how they're going to work. They said they're going to work in co-op from one to four players. I saw like what those missions look like. They just look, put, look like they're putting one hero in a mission. Like it doesn't yeah. look like it's like a gang beat em up style game. Well, yeah. And it looks like in part of it, you have to switch from one character to another. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I'm not sure how kind of like a counter strike. Uh, no, like the, a strategy game approach where like you attack and from different angles on the same turn. Yeah. Type thing. Um, I mean, it sort of reminded me of like uh like a Tomb Raider, uh, Uncharted game, like yeah, 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 you know, or like uh, Ratchet and Clank, yeah, or like a like a God of War style game, except you're you know you're switching characters and stuff like that. God, um, that new God of War game was sick. I don't know if you played. Oh, it. Oh yeah, God of War with the uh, the Norse gods and everything. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty sick with the axe. You oh just yeah, chuck around and your little kid like just <laughs> ch- hucking arrows. He was terrible. I hated the little kid. He did nothing. He apparently he like at the end of the game becomes like. He's Loki, yeah. Yeah, and I was just like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, they jumbled so much, like, Norse and Greek mythology in that game. It was it was great, but it was like, this is getting a bit excessive. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, I just really want to drive this home. Yeah, Kratos is going to go to every, you know, culture's, uh, <laughs> you know, mythological... Uh, you know, land and just kill all their, all their gods. Yeah, monsters, seriously. No one is safe. I know. I mean, uh, I guess to... To finish off the E3 stuff, uh, we we can't not talk about Nintendo, I guess. And Nintendo, I've heard people think Nintendo won it for the most part, uh, just mostly because there's like the Switch is low key. I think the fastest selling con is like doing the best now out of the three. Like not cumulatively, but over the past year, it's definitely sold the most stuff. And uh, their big release. I think this year they're releasing the new Pokemon game, I think. 
and uh, Animal Crossing is coming out. But the the one that stole everyone's like made everyone's mind explode was their uh, final seconds of their uh, their direct where they uh, released that Banjo Kazooie is going to be in the new Smash Brothers. Yes. And everyone erupted. I can just tell you right now, I have Super Smash Bros, and I will be trying to play Banjo Kazooie as my new main, my new main guy. <laughs> oh, absolutely! I used to love Banjo Kazooie, and I played Banjo Tooie back in the day yeah, on, yeah. on N sixty four. Like those games were so sick. Like, and it looks like in classic like uh, Smash Bros fashion, they they took all the move the moves you use in those games and yes. incorporated them into fighting moves. That's that's one thing I've always loved about uh, Smash Brothers, like. They're not going to give you a crappy version of a new character. Like, they're going to do their research and figure out what he does, like, in his own universe or in his, in his own game or his or her own game. And uh, and then they apply the moves like that. Like, the new, um, the, the newest one on Perso- Switch. Persona? Uh, oh, is that the one coming out after? Uh, oh, no. For, um, so... They have like the they announced that they're going to release five new characters after they've released like what eighty to start. Yeah, <laughs> and it originally the first one was Joker, and then they released the Dragon Quest character, which is now the one before Banjo Kazooie, and then it's Banjo Kazooie are the only three, so there's two spots left. Yeah, like I loved. Uh, I don't know if you've ever uh, watched any Castlevania or anything, but the uh, the Vampire Hunter characters that they put in there. Yeah, like, Simon and Richter. Yeah, like that. I thought that was so cool uh, that that they did that because I'm actually a big Castlevania fan and I and I know those characters so uh, it yeah. was cool to see them that there and they banish people. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love. I think it's Simon that when you, uh, you you take your chain and he throws them into a coffin and then like basically blesses them so like you get sent to heaven basically. Like that's a great way to go out. Yeah, I'm pr- I mean Smash Bros is like. A great time, regardless, and I feel like the Switch will. Always, Nintendo like looked like they were pretty like done after the Wii U. I mean, no one bought that, but the Switch yeah, I is didn't like buy the Wii U. But the Switch is sick. Yeah. I gotta say, I, I have a Switch, and it's it's pretty sweet. I don't, I don't, I like playing like even like games that aren't even Nintendo on it. Like I play Rocket League on it like a good amount. <laughs> oh yeah, Rocket League is uh, is another game. I'm I'm kind of shocked like how big it got like from just being like a ten dollar twenty dollar game on yeah, like, yeah. The app store to like now they literally have the rocket league championships on tbs like they do yeah oh yeah i watched that and i watched over i've watched overwatch on abc overwatch like, 2 is coming out apparently oh really yeah i don't know why you're re- doing an overwatch 2 though it seems like a game that like you can just keep updating like maybe update like a new dlc package or something like, are you just going to get rid of all the characters? Like, yeah, they have some good characters, too. Like, uh, Winston I always liked, and uh, Zenyatta. I always use Zenyatta. Zenyatta, yeah, yeah, yeah. the healer, was pretty good. Uh, I always forget the, the big dude's name uh, with the uh, with the hammer that comes in and just clears people out. Uh, oh, Bastion. No, the, oh, God. As soon as you say the dude's name, I'll know exactly who. I, I thought like, Bastion's the, guy, the big armor guy with the hammer and then the shield. No, not that guy. Uh, oh God, I'm gonna have to look it up now. It's um, it's pretty crazy how Blizzard can just pump out like, yeah, you know what? We're just gonna throw this and see if it sticks, and then it turns into like this gaming phenomenon. I remember I played Overwatch for like a good amount. I mean, I'm I'm pretty done with it, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's one of those games where I 
I like to watch it just because uh, there's a lot of strategy involved in it. Uh, the dude's name starts with a G, I think. I'm trying to Not think. Bastion, Doomfist, Genji, no. Gotta say, though, the peop- the Overwatch community is really weird. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's, like, like categories for those characters oh good god of course there is i'm not i'm not shocked i am horrified <laughs> but then that said now we're gonna get like it's normal <laughs> like twitter responses of people just going like back off reinhardt that's who it was oh reinhardt okay yeah. wait he has the uh the rocket powered warhammer yeah that's <laughs> what i was talking about yeah 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 so to to close off this uh e3 talk going into more cooler talk uh Xbox also unleashed. Uh, uh, they have now have body wash. What? Yeah, it's Xbox brand body wash. <laughs> have you? Yeah, have you? So heard? you can smell like a gamer even when you're not gaming. So you have you heard of that? Like uh, Mountain Dew has like ga- like uh, they call it like gamer fuel. No, I I haven't heard that. It's literally just Mountain Dew, but they literally named it gamer fuel. And one of the kids who I uh, I roomed with this year bought it and he's like he was really hyped he's like it's gamer fuel i'm gonna be amped for this uh next <laughs> session that he literally had it and he was like what the hell this is just <laughs> mountain dew i could have just paid for mountain dew it was more expensive so they definitely know how to capture their market <laughs> to yeah. say the least yeah that's uh that's that's hilarious i that's <laughs> I like no idea that they're releasing body washes they're gonna be like xbox partnered with axe to yeah. bring you <laughs> xbox Axe, if, if they could figure out a good hybrid between those two, <laughs> yeah. maybe Axebox, <laughs> yeah, Axe Body Spray. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything else for Cooler Talk? Um, so for Cooler Talk, also uh, related to you know video games and stuff, uh, I watched the uh, Spider-Man Far From Home trailer, the full like two-minute trailer uh, that got released, and uh, I gotta say. Uh, Marvel has not lost steam whatsoever since uh, Endgame came out. I feel like they're just picking right up where they left off and they're starting the next phase of the Marvel Universe off with a bang. Uh, so obviously, you know, Iron Man died uh, in Endgame. Spoiler Whoa, alert. Dude. Sorry. What yeah, the hell? You know what? <laughs> we didn't it's, talk about it on <laughs> the last pod. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, Spider-Man was like his protege, basically. So, so annoying. Yeah. <laughs> I hate like, that, dude. Hey, Mr. Stark. Yeah. I can't stand him. And uh, so now, like, he, uh, you know, now that he's back, like, people, are, I guess, are, of course, are asking, like, who's going to be the next Iron Man, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, Peter Parker thinks that's going to sort of be him. But he wears that Iron uh, Spider-Man suit now. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the Iron Spider. Yeah. But it actually. Please don't do it. <laughs> um, Unless I missed it in the trailer. I didn't see him wearing the Iron Spider suit once. He went back to the original, like, spandex suit that Tony had given him from Civil War. And, uh, well, that was the other thing I was going to talk about. He also was uh, was seen in his new black stealth costume. Pretty sweet. From the comics, yeah. Uh, it's basically like... Isn't it like the Into the Spider-Verse look, kind of? Yeah, well, so that was... Um, I never saw that one. That one looked really... That was Spider-Man Noir, I, I think that guy was. Uh, was called and that's he was from like an alternate universe where uh, everything is in like black and white and it's uh, like takes place in like the 40s or something did you see that movie yes was uh, it good yes I, I liked it a lot I just know Sunflower was from it and that song slaps <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm uh, 
I'm a what's it called? I'm, I'm a huge Spider-Man fan, so I, I watch even the uh, you know the animated movies and stuff. That like was that. supposed to be just super good for an animated movie, though. Yeah. Oh yeah, it, it was really good. I, I liked all the uh, the different Spider people they had in that one. Porky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who was uh, John Mulaney? Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if they modeled it after Spider-Man Noir, but uh, yeah, they they show his his like I guess they call it his stealth. Uh, suit that it's like pretty much all black with uh with white uh like eye goggles on it and everything and that looked pretty sick like jake gyllenhaal looked awesome yeah so jake (laughs) gyllenhaal comes in as mysterio and mysterio has been a villain in the comics for a very very long time mysterio (laughs) (laughs) he's coming in with the 619 Side note, I used to love Rey Mysterio because I just love that the 619 move where he would just come around and kick people in the face on the other side of the ropes. Going back to the Nintendo 64 thing, I played like WWE versus Raw in, on like the Nintendo 64. Oh, that's great. And I th- always thought, the because gra- the graphics are so bad on the Nintendo 64, I thought Rey Mysterio Jr. was literally like wearing a Spider-Man outfit because <laughs> the graphics are that bad. I'm like, oh my God, they have Spider-Man in this game. Yeah, so they show like Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio and like, he starts like battling this like water monster, and he tells Spider Man, "You don't want any of this, kid." <laughs> and uh, so he starts battle. It's like battling this gigantic thing and showing off his powers, which I thought was pretty cool. So like you know, the the setting basically seems that like everything's back to normal after you know Tony reversed everything, and Spider Man's like, "Oh, I just want to have a normal summer vacation, hang out with my hot babe, uh, yeah. uh, Z- Zendaya." Yeah, but. Nick Fury comes in and says he's got a mission for him. And so everything gets turned on its head. And uh, I did a little bit of research. And uh, the water monster that uh, Jake Gyllenhaal or Mysterio is fighting is actually an elemental. Yeah, they're releasing like four elementals now or something into the game. They think that's what I've read. I've heard. I haven't read. I heard it. uh, They think that's what the new like cycle is going to be that they fight the elementals. Yeah. So I. There's rumors that now, um, now that they've uh, you know reversed everything with the snap, is that there was so much cosmic energy that was being output from people continuously snapping those freaking yeah. stones that it like tore holes in our dimension, and now they're doing. It's not time travel anymore. It's now it's alternate dimensions. And there's rumors that these elementals possibly came from an alternate dimension. And, and some when, when the snaps were happening, it ripped holes open in dimensions, which allowed them to come through, which sounds in terms sweet. of, a, in terms of a, a comic book fan, it's like, you know, I'm salivating over here. It's like, it's like, <laughs> it's like when you're making uh, the dinner for your dog and you just see it like breathing heavily and staring at you like, <laughs> yeah, exactly like that. Like, I'm like, this is awesome. So, yeah, I think the Elementals would be a, a sick villain for that movie. Um, there's rumors that Norman Osborn might come in and be a big face for a villain, not just in Spider-Man, but, like, throughout all mm. the Marvel movies, which I think would be really cool because they could do some sort of Sinister Six type thing where, yeah, yeah. you know, they bring a, a bunch of uh, evil villains together to, to fight them. So, yeah, I uh, I saw that trailer. I'm pumped. That's coming out. July, I think like thirteenth or something. Yeah, or is it July Fourth weekend? Yeah, it's coming out very soon. Um, I believe uh, July second. Oh, I was so close on my first guess. Yeah, which <laughs> is a weird date. It's a Tuesday. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's a Tuesday. But uh, they're probably just trying to do it before the July 
We'll probably have to go weekend, see it yeah. and give the review. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm totally down for People that. seem to like our in-game review, so. <laughs> well, I've seen all, let's see, it was it was 19 when it was Infinity War. Captain Marvel would be 20. 21 would be Endgame. So I've seen all 21 films. That they give me blackjack because <laughs> I've seen them all. So it's nothing's going to change now. I'm definitely going to keep seeing those Marvel movies. Hopefully DC can <laughs> get back on Apparently, track. Apparently, um, uh, the Dark Phoenix was awful, terrible. Like, terrible. wasn't that supposed to be like their end game? Basically, was they said like the Dark Phoenix was like the end, like the final enemy was from within was like their like title thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, they basically like. Poor Sophie Turner. It seems like they almost <laughs> tried to rehash the Last Stand, like the X th- X Men Three movie, where uh, the Phoenix took over Jean Grey's body, and you know they had to kill her there too. It was like, oh sweet, we just did this because you know it's a different alternate storyline now. We're just gonna have it happen twenty years in the past, except in, instead of you know in, in two thousand five when they had it happen the first time. Like, <laughs> so yeah, it, it wasn't that great. But did uh, you see it? Um, I have not seen it yet, but I've read all the reviews about it, and it's supposed to lose like a hundred million dollars. Yeah. And I, I was skeptical from the beginning that it's like, why, why are they making this movie like again? I've I've seen this movie before. <laughs> and, uh, Seriously, yeah, it sort of seems like they're trying to squeeze the last money out of this cash cow before they start moving the X Men over to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because you know with the a buyout of uh, Fox from Disney. Now they can um, merge. Now the they two. can merge the, the two into the same universe. Now, yeah, it was it was always such a pain. Sony somehow owned the uh, TV and movie rights to Spider Man. Fox owned the right to mutants. It's like how how do you let these people <laughs> like, take all these rights? Like that's that's I was I was I've been waiting for Wolverine to be part of the uh, Avengers for years and years now, and he could never could because Fox owned the damn rights to him. But <laughs> I'm hoping that's going to change now. Imagine like being Sophie Turner, where everyone hated the uh, uh, Game of Thrones finale, and well, see the whole season basically, and <laughs> then they hate Dark Phoenix. Like <laughs> she was like, well, you know, at least I have Dark Phoenix. That should get. Oh wow, nope, okay. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Maybe I'll get a new role sometime. I heard it's not because of her though that it's bad. I just heard it's just not good in general. No, it's 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 not good story writing like the the X-Men like first class stuff. I mean, I don't know if you've seen a lot of those, but like X-Men first class was decent like you know, those movies weren't that I feel like those past storyline movies weren't that great. The only one I liked was Days of Future Past uh when they incorporated both the past event uh Avengers, the past X Men and the and the new X Men, uh, X Men into that movie. I like that one, but yeah, a lot of these first class uh, old movies like <laughs> that are they're weird. They jumble up the timelines, like you know, Eric Lenscher, the guy who was Magneto in Dark Phoenix. It's supposed to be the 1990s, and he still looks like 40. And then like in 2000, in 2003 or whatever is when the the regular X Men movies start, and Magneto is like an old man. What happened in those ten years that he looked? <laughs> he went from looking like he was forty to looking like he's, uh, you know, seventy years old. Like they, I feel like they didn't take that into account oh, whatsoever. No. <laughs> Probably not. All right, so let's uh, let's dive into NBA Finals. Um, the six, one and six, <laughs> pretty fitting. All I gotta say is thank God the Warriors are dead. They're dead. They're like 
they're dead for at least another year. I mean, they they lost in probably the most brutal way possible, not games wise, but like injury wise. You know, uh, I think it was Jeff Van Gundy said it in the last game. Mamba. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, no, Mark ja- Mark Jackson. I wish I I thought I was gonna hear one. Mama, there goes that man again. No. There was no LeBron, so he was like, gotta put that on the the cupboard for next year. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Jeff Van Gundy said they showed more heart in that loss than they they might have in any of the their wins uh, in this final series. So. I felt like in uh, Game Five, which is now going to live in infamy as the game where Kevin Durant's career might have been derailed. We don't know. We can't be predictors of anything. Yeah, but um, I feel like in that game they. I w- once that happened, I thought the life was going to get sucked out of the Warriors. Like being like, well. Shit! <laughs> the whole the whole thing was oh, KD's back. This gives us finally another player to give us like thirty more points because you were you were basically guaranteed between Steph and Clay to get like the, like sixty, seventy. Draymond's only good for like a thirteen, ten, and ten on his best night. So then, where are you going to get the rest from? KD scores eleven in like the first eleven minutes. <laughs> yeah, that. Was, I mean, I I think it's crazy in game. Uh, five that Katie comes on. He goes three of three from downtown. Gets uh, gets another two pointer. Has eleven points as he's like, like limping around. Yeah. It's not like he looks agile. <laughs> like he he had a big impact in that game. Like regardless of what people say, oh, and he only played like ten minutes. It's like they would have probably won if he had yeah. that because the Raptors were like, oh shit, like yeah, we haven't had to guard thing. this guy yet. Having a having a uh, a big shooter on on the weak side when you have the ball handler on the strong side. You know, it, it changes your entire defense. They have to shift over to make sure that... Box of one doesn't yeah, work anymore. Yeah, they have to shift over to make sure that outlet pass can't come out to this dude who's standing, you know, wide open on the three-point line. Which, which Breaking news, breaking news, breaking oh, news. Here we go. Anthony Davis is traded to the Lakers. No way. <laughs> yep. You're kidding. Yep, it is. What was the package? Happened. Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart, and three first-rounders. Wow. <laughs> so it's got to be what? The one from this year and then what? One um, for next year and the year after? I hold on. I am currently just scraping this together. Wow, this is quite the time to let this release. Uh, it's a Woj bomb, of course. <laughs> like out of all people, wow. We're gonna go back to the NBA Finals in a minute, but this is huge. I assume it's this year. I'm gonna have to. It has to be this year. Yeah, fourth overall pick. So it's gonna be this year, 2021, and like 2000. 24 maybe because you shouldn't be able to trade both your uh both your picks in a row because of uh, the rules so we're just gonna quickly talk about that for a minute um wow i can't believe they traded lonzo ball i heard that they had they were like offering those two like ingram and ball were packaged originally so obviously they asked for a little more josh hart and Three first round picks. Wow. So who's left on that team? Like Kyle right. Kuzma? <laughs> they kept Kuzma, so obviously he was the favorite out of that entire group. <laughs> wow. The comments are great. It's like the Woj bomb to end all Woj bombs. <laughs> <laughs> um all right. So let's talk about what this means for the team that just got Anthony Davis. So the Lakers now have a roster that they had I think they had two free agency spots, so now they have one. So that's going to basically leave a max contract. That makes the Lakers, I don't care how dysfunctional they are, much more appealing. I, 
so even before uh, Anthony Davis was signed today, I bet you a- Vegas had an inkling of this, which is why the odds were like this. But they were the favorite. They, they were the favorite to win. And then the Clippers were second. Yeah, uh, <laughs> out of the, win the NBA Finals. Well, uh, it's the betting odds, like yeah. favorite. It's not like, like they didn't predict that that was what it was going to. No, but they had the best uh, betting odds to win the the 2020 NBA Finals. So they definitely had felt like that was going to be the move for them. Wow. Um, so where now from here, that makes a lot <laughs> them a lot the more. Chips are going to start. That's I feel like that's the first domino in the fall. line. They're all going to start going down now. I mean, that now if like. Maybe Kyrie. Well, you know what? We're just gonna segue right into the free agency talk from here to talk about the the landscape. Um, so this basically, well, Clay's gonna. All right, so we'll just go player by player based off this. Uh, Kevin Durant now injury prone. He probably wouldn't go to the Lakers. Kawhi wouldn't go to the Lakers. Kyrie. You don't think Kawhi would go to the Lakers? I heard he would rather go to the Clippers. I heard really? now it's between the Clippers and Toronto. Do you think now that Anthony Davis is on the Lakers, is that changes his mind at all? Or? I don't think Kawhi Leonard's the player that wants to team up with someone else, and he likes or like um, organization to be more founded. And the Lakers, like even though they have Anthony Davis, their front office is terrible, and their ownership sucks. No one wants to be with Rob Palinka, who said he had Kobe talk with Heath Ledger over <laughs> dinner when Heath Ledger was dead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh well, yeah, he, he told he told him uh, told him uh, oh yeah, you know how uh, how do you get into the mindset of, of, of you know uh, getting into the roles you play? It's like yeah, uh, Keith Ledger killed himself because he played the Joker and got <laughs> way too far into that role. Me, so you're telling me Kobe has like some sort of mental illness m- mental Ill- illness mind control now? <laughs> <laughs> Good God! Um, so Clay's gonna probably stay. Jimmy, you, Bo- think, you think Clay stays? So, yeah. I feel like Bo- Boogie Cousins is gone. He was a, he was a one year. He might stay. He was one year, uh, eight million. But they're not. They're, I don't think they're gonna. If KD leaves, they probably will sign Boogie. You think so? Yeah, I mean, he's at full strength. Isn't a former All Star. I mean, he could still be one. I yeah, mean, to I be think f- he wants a max contract though, and I don't think they're willing to give it to him. I don't think now he's gonna ask for it now that he tore his quad again. He basically has to oh, go. He tore his quad. Well, he did in the like in the playoffs this year already. Oh, yes, so he yes. still he d- still didn't look. We'll talk about that more in a minute, but uh Jimmy Butler is a possibility for the Lakers. I don't know if I'd really want Jimmy Butler. I think his best fits Philly. Yeah, I, I think if they can find a way maybe to get Jimmy to restructure his contract or or take a little bit of a pay cut so they can keep him Boban and Tobias Harris. I mean, I I could see Philly possibly being the best team in the East next year. If Kawhi doesn't leave i'd say yeah um kemba is a huge possibility i think it's either him him going to either the stay with the hornets which he said he would take less to stay with the hornets which is kind of a warning flare for any of these teams that are interested proving that he's loyal enough but if i were him i would try to decide between the knicks or the clip or the lakers yeah and now that they don't have a point guard unless they're bringing rajon rondo back i wouldn't want rondo as my starting point guard anymore but I would say that Kemba would be a really good fit with this team. He's pretty unselfish. And he if you're not going to be able to get Kyrie, if Kyrie's really this dead set on Brooklyn as it appear, appears to be, that he's basically signed. He's just waiting to sign the, the offer sheet, and it's, yeah. he's there. Is he a uh, 
uh, restricted free agent? No, he uh, declined his fifth op- year option. Oh, he opted so, out. Okay. Yeah, so him and Butler both opted out in the past few days. So now Kyrie basically, if he doesn't go to the Lakers, I would, I if I was uh, betting on it, I would say Kemba just became much more likely to become a Laker. Unless there's someone in the trade market that we don't know is available. At po- maybe, maybe Chris Paul. Chris Paul to? To the Lakers. Oh, man. The For Rockets round, are trying to dump two? it, but I don't know who the the Rockets would want on this roster now. I mean, they're not going to part with Kuzma, apparently. If Kuzma wasn't in this trade, then they want to keep him. Yeah. Because um, Kuzma was in the original trade offer, I believe. I think this was almost the same. I think this is a one. I think it's one Kuzma away from being the same trade they offered at the deadline. Yeah. Now that, but now that it's the four instead of what they thought would be like a mid rounder or late rounder, then it makes it much more appealing. Maybe you'd get Tobias Harris. So if, I feel like Tobias Harris would be a really good fit for Brooklyn. If they can, if they can bring in Tobias Harris and Kyrie in the off season, I think that's a really good off season for Brooklyn. Uh, and, and they have the cap space to do that. And they're possibly, uh, going to deal D'Angelo Russell as well because he's, he's a restricted free agent you know I really I feel bad for D'Angelo Russell I thought he played out of his mind and I thought he played really well and if it was me personally and if I was building a team I'd honestly rather have D'Angelo Russell than have Kyrie do you think any chance he comes back to the Lakers at all or no oh no no, no. way <laughs> I don't I think I've heard that a lot of people are interested in Russell like the Pacers are interested Orlando's interested the Mavs are interested like he could basically pick and choose wherever he wants to go now. And the Nets, if they want Kyrie, they can have him. I could see a scenario in which Ke- that if Kyrie decides I'm going to the, uh, I'm going to decide to go to the Nets. the Lakers. Oh, the Lakers. Okay. Kemba decides to go to the Knicks. Then maybe then uh, maybe the Nets will be like, oh, well, we just struck out, and I guess we're going to bring D'Angelo back, and then we'll sign one of the all-stars like maybe we'll they'll have a chance to sign kd i've heard kd might want to sign there too yeah well i i think that those rumors are going to become more prevalent now because basically kd is like you know basically you're getting him for that first year he's not playing at all yeah but i mean that alone like just inspires hope within a fan base i would still take the full year i've heard people like i've heard the fan argue that like they wouldn't offer they are the Knicks. They're like, this could be the worst mistake in the history of the Knicks. No, it's not. It's not anything close. KD was a top 10 player, top like 30 player in NBA history, scoring wise in like the history of the league and him tearing his Achilles. Like he's still young enough to, he's like, what? Like 29, 30, uh, KD. Yeah. He's actually going to be 32 going on 33 when he comes back into the league, most likely. So he's no, he's no spring chicken. He's he's getting up there. But the thing about KD is what made him so special was that he is this super long, lanky, tall shooter. Like, it wasn't that like, oh, man, KD's mobility is what separates him from the pack. Like, as long as his height and his wrist are still in good good health, I would take KD on the max. It's That's true, but... And this is a guy who always loves basketball, and he—you can tell he loved it to the point where he pushed himself to play in this game, which was obviously yeah. a mistake. But I mean, it's—it's—it seems like the Warriors' doctors have you know little to no control over these situations with their players. It's like, yeah, hey, we'll advise you as best we can, but at the end of the day, it's your decision. 
And these guys, every single time, are going to decide, I want to play. So. I heard that they, uh, they the, all the doctors basically said, like, the injury. Steve Kerr, when he was asked, said the doctor said this injury could not get worse. It got worse. <laughs> well, it was a different injury. It was a calf injury. And then it uh, was. I, I, I find Achilles. that extremely hard to believe. <laughs> uh, for what? That that uh, that injury that he had went in the Rockets series when he grabbed his leg yeah. was exactly what Kobe did when he tore his Achilles. I think it was a slight tear of his Achilles. And then that, it just went all the way after that? And they're like, yeah, you know what? It's rehabbed enough to the point. Katie had a personal doctor, I guess, too, who said, yeah, this uh, it should be fine. Like, KD's personal doctor signed off on him playing. The one that he hired separate from the team. So I think at the end of the day, it was basically like, you know what? Like, it won't get worse. It will hurt a lot. But if you're willing to push through it, then go for it. <laughs> and obviously, I think KD is... I don't think KD regrets going out there and playing because I know I know he definitely wanted to be out there. I just think he's upset with the way, obviously, that the way it turned out. So, yeah. I mean, and that's the other thing, too. I... I would be willing to bet that uh, Clay Thompson's hamstring injury played a part in his uh, ACL tear because, I mean, I, I've I've played you know decently high high level sports you know growing up like I've had hamstring injuries. Generally, I mean, I know he's a, a professional athlete, but it takes like usually two weeks to recover from a hamstring injury. Uh, he came back in a week, so he definitely Who? was. Clay Thompson. Oh yeah, yeah. he definitely wasn't uh, fully healed by the time he came back and started playing. And I remember, I think it was Game Four when he came back after sitting out a game, and I'm like, oh, they're probably gonna have to put him on a, a minutes restriction because, you know, he's he's gonna be hurting. He played 40 minutes that night, <laughs> so like he they they gave him <laughs> no rest whatsoever. Um, and yeah, um, was was it his left knee that got? Uh, his ACL? The ACL, yeah. Um, I'm I'm not 100% sure. So I know it was his left hamstring. Uh, I'd be interested to know if that was his the the same leg. Yeah, yeah. So it was his left knee and it was his left hamstring. So that doesn't surprise me at all. His, you know, his quads and, and his other tendons and ligaments were trying probably trying to compensate for the lack of strength in his hamstring and, and something just gave out. I, um... We can go back into the free agency in a minute now that we're talking about the finals. Uh, I think that this is, like, the most interesting situation I have ever seen coming out of a finals, that this stacked roster who was built off stars is now basically in the position where they're going to have one at the start of next season with Steph. And I'd put Draymond up there as well as a well, star. Well, their stars, for the most part, I mean, are the scoring type. So now they like they were struggling for points in these finals looking around. So now they're going to have – If I think the strongest approach – I know I just said I, might, I think they might sign Boogie back, but the strongest approach might be to sacrifice that max contract spot that you would have from KD and Boogie leaving and take that and put more money into like players in the 10 to $11 million range and try to spread out more depth. Yeah, like maybe try to reload that bench. Yeah. I was going to say that that's, that's what won them a title in 2015. Like they, they exemplified team, 
you know, they, they obviously had the, the Splash Brothers and, and Draymond, but, you know, they had a bunch of guys coming off the bench and, and making impacts too. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think they'll be fine. I'm not sure if they'll ever – I mean, I, I guess that's the question now. Do you think the, the, the run is over? Or No, I think it's – I've heard a lot of play, uh, of media people say this, so I'm going to steal it from them. I think their um, their greatness is now on pause for a year. Because, yeah. like, St- Clay – we when you hear highlights of Clay, what do you usually hear? He took blank amount of steps. Yeah. So his AC, I think also with the way mo- modern medicine is with ACLs, it doesn't seem to really, really. He'll, t- he'll, hit. he'll be back in eight months. Like he'll he'll be back. I think before KD. Yeah, I also mean like I don't think this is the end of Clay Thompson's greatness or a step down. I think he's just going to step right back in and be Clay. I mean, Clay's a shooter. Shooter shoot. He's, I mean, he has that like special edge that no one really talks about, where you can get to the rim with ease. It seems like, but I th- also like I, I think the way medicine is that he'll recover fine, and you'll just it'll be like, a, oh, remember when Clay tore his ACL in the finals? It'll be like, oh yeah, wow. It won't be like that was the end of Clay. Yeah, I mean, it depending on what players stay and what players go. I mean, Steph Curry is obviously not going anywhere, but if they do make another run, I think it's going to be a much different team than what we've seen for the previous five finals appearances. I would honestly say this is probably like a, a blasphemous statement, but I'm just going to put it out there. I think that even with LeBron and AD now on the Lakers, I think that uh, the Warriors are probably just with, they're probably equal, I'd say right now, with the Warriors. And I'd say like right now, not looking at teams off the top of my head, I'd say the Warriors will probably still be a top four team in the West built as is yeah, yeah. even though the west is super tough yeah I, I could i mean they're just well coached they have a great they have playoff experience they're battle ready they have steph curry they have draymond draymond's the enforcer of the locker room like he is what determines the tone and i wouldn't be surprised if like they take up i'd be really surprised if they dropped out of the top five in the west yeah i i mean you know there's there's denver who is pretty good um you got the Lakers, who are probably going to be pretty good next year. Portland is up and coming, and I mean, you got the Warriors, and then uh, OKC, I, OKC. So I mean, that's four Houston. or five teams. <laughs> yes, Houston six. I mean, that's it's going to be tough for them to 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 finish top four, but uh, I mean, I, I think they can do it. Yeah, I have a good amount of faith in them. I don't think it's be all end all. <laughs> But let's talk about the Raptors for a minute. I don't want to take away from them winning. I hear a lot of people saying like this win was like that doesn't mean a lot because they beat down on this uh, Warriors team it's rid- that lacked. It's ridiculous. Time. Do I have to remind people that the Warriors' first title was against the Cavs when LeBron was once again? I feel like we brought this up at least twice with uh, Delva Dova, yeah, and you, Tristan you, Thompson. You want? I, I tweeted this out the other day. Uh, I'll, I'll break it down. Ready? Twenty fifteen. Kevin Love doesn't play in the final series. Kyrie hurts his knee in game one and misses the rest of the series. 2017, uh, Kawhi gets injured in game one of the Western Conference Finals against the Warriors after scoring 26 points against them and then misses the rest of the series and and Golden State beats the Spurs in four straight games and and wins the finals that year. Uh, And then 2018, uh, Chris Paul gets injured and misses game six and seven after the Rockets were up 3-2 and the Rockets dropped both games and and and, uh, and lose. So in every single one of the Warriors championship runs, they've benefited from their opponent's injuries. It sucks, but guess what? They were just on the receiving end this time. If you're going to say that there's an asterisk 
next to this championship because the Raptors uh, only won because of injuries. Well, then there's a there's an asterisk on every single one of the Warriors championships. I feel like it's true of every playoff team. How many times are you in the playoffs and you're like, oh, wow, they're thriving without X player or yeah. X like every team goes through injuries in the playoffs. Like the fact that they all happened for the Warriors for the most part in the finals. Well, I mean, Katie got hurt, but he came back. So like the like KD and Boogie were without it, but like every team goes through that. It's like how you handle it. I wouldn't t- say like, oh, well, so and so won because like, did you win the Eagles and the Patriots in the Super Bowl? No one's like, if the pa- the Eagles won despite their close to MVP Carson Wentz tearing his ACL in like week 14. If the Patriot, the Patriots were basically, they, they lost. No one's like, well, they lost to Nick Foles. They're like, wow, Nick Foles actually stepped up and played really well. I mean, you can't use this injury narrative to demean the, what the Warriors, uh, the Raptors accomplished. Yeah. How about Pat McCall uh, completes the three Pete? <laughs> Pat McCall has never had a season without an NBA title. Is is it was this is his third year in the league? Too? Yep. Oh my god, that's crazy. They're like he has joined an elite club of only himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I saw uh, a thing on Twitter. It goes another. Uh, it was from Barstool. It says another legend gets his third ring, and it was a picture of Larry Bird, and then LeBron James, and then Dwayne Wade, and then Patrick McCall. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing how a player who maybe comp- played for like. A combined like two hours in three finals has the three rings. Yeah, it's it's it's. Do you insane. think you would feel good at that point, or do you just like like eh, well, you know, another one for the the jewelry room? Yeah, I guess it's like <laughs> for the man cave. It's like you're part of a group pot project and did almost none of the work, but you still get a good grade at the end. <laughs> you're like at the end of the day, like yeah, I am a beast. <laughs> That's what I'm sure Jeremy Lin is. Uh, Have you seen <laughs> that Jeremy Lin meme where it was like? He was told he was washed up. He was told he was too bad. He was too bad for New York. He, yeah. <laughs> he was told that the, uh, he should have just gone to the European League. Congrats, Jeremy Lin. And it's a picture of him and Mello like right next to each other. Like they used all the Mello like narratives. Yeah. Oh yeah, there was like uh, yeah, he got a ring before Mello. I've been seeing that all day. I I like Jeremy Lin though. I, I'm glad Jeremy Lin got some hardware. And then it. <laughs> I, there was also that video where it showed uh, the it was like Jeremy Lin's highlights in today's NBA Finals, and it was him just dribbling through the legs in like Game Four when the game the game was over, like the clock was just washing down. Everyone's like, "Why do you gotta do my man Lin like that?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was hilarious. Um, I mean this this Raptors team uh, was unbelievable in this playoffs, regardless of uh, of injuries and stuff. I mean they they battled past. Uh, Round one was Orlando. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm not, I'm not sure what the. It was four one. Four one. Yeah, they won I mean, the Orlando won the first game, and I remember watching that going like, oh my god, my finals pick is actually doing terrible right now. They they battled past uh, Philly in a in a seven game series. Kawhi hits that ridiculous four bounce jumper off the rim. They go down two 0 to the Bucks, and then come turn back, the narrative completely, yeah, and then complete the backdoor sweep on them. And win four straight games. I like that term. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, they come to the finals and and beat this Warriors team. Like they were just ridiculous all these playoffs, and it's it seemed like in the right times, almost every shot that they needed to go in did was going in. A lot of, of players stepped up off of crazy bounces too. Oh, for sure. Fred Van Fleet 
was basically the narrative. Like I, I know Kawhi was the MVP, but to me, Fred Van Fleet was like out of My, his he, mind. He was a difference maker in this series. I think he was the best bench player by leaps and bounds in this entire final series. So, I can't think of between both teams. So in 2016, there was a, a little guard from Rockford, Illinois that uh, didn't get drafted. And there was an assistant coach on the uh, Raptors named Nick nurse who told who lobbied who lobbied to the head coach and management uh to bring this player in because he thought he would uh he'd fit their style extremely well and then now three years later nick nurse is the head coach and fred van vliet arguably you know could have gotten the mvp if not for Kawhi leonard He, he was pretty out of his mind that game six like they turned to fred i feel like another underrated part of fred that uh, Van Gundy pointed out a lot was that when they wanted to go defensive, they would actually take out Danny Green and then put in Fred Van Fleet to guard Curry. Yeah, he was he, he was all over Curry all the time. Like, gave up a tooth. Yeah, gave up a tooth. <laughs> Got whacked in the face. Yeah. Um, you, you know, he, he was on Steph Curry on the last play of the game when Steph Curry could have gone ahead. I swear to God that I that I I was like. I was watching him like I know exactly what play they're gonna run. Yep. They're gonna have all their big men put screens around the perimeter, have Steph do his run around the whole perimeter, take a wide open jumper because like with all those screens, <laughs> he's gonna get open. That game was such a roller coaster of emotions. Like by the time the fourth quarter happened, like uh, or in the third quarter, the Raptors were down by a decent chunk. It was like six or, or eight points, and then they battled back in the third quarter to, to drop it to a, a very slim uh, margin, and then it was just back and forth the whole fourth quarter. It was yeah. going crazy. And then near the end of the game, uh, uh, what's it called? There was like, what, like 16 seconds left, and uh, the Raptors have the ball, and they're what, what were they, uh, up one? Yeah, yeah. And they threw it away. I was yeah, like, see, I, um, they Draymond was in the face of I think, I think Danny Green. Danny Green. Danny Green threw to Siakam on a, a really terrible pass. And see, well, yeah, and then Siakam, like I think he honestly could have like maybe corralled it in, but with the nerves combined with the situation combined with the coverage, like yeah. it wasn't gonna happen. Siakam's a young kid too, so every time like he like has a minor slip up, I'm just like it's definitely nerves for him. And as soon as that happened, I was like, oh my god. They're going to win this game. I don't think the Warriors are winning this game. Like, they're done. They're going to go down the court. They're down one. They're either going to shoot a three and make it, or they're going to get fouled. Steph Curry's going to hit two free throws, and they're going to win by one. I yeah. was like, at that point, I was like, they're going to lose this game. But down the stretch in the fourth quarter, Fred Van Vliet hit some monster shots. Oh, yeah, for sure. Kyle Lowry came out in the beginning of the game and had 11, the first 11 points. Three. I was so happy for Kyle Lowry. I hate the – like, after game – Five. People were saying the moment was too big for him. But did no one see that Draymond tipped that shot? Yeah. At all? Like they're like, oh man, I could I could take that shot and hit backboard. No news flash. No, you can't. Shut <laughs> shut up. Like you're just an asshole for picking on like like Kyle Lowry for some reason is this punching bag because like he doesn't do well in the playoffs. No one watched this playoffs at all. Like Kyle Lowry's been amazing. Like not scoring wise maybe, but he's been like like eight eight and eight pretty consistently he's been a monster and he's been very underappreciated i think for this series yeah. i think honestly not that doesn't take away from anyone else i think every player on this raptors team played there was a game where at least one of them stepped up in some way yeah i mean there was games where gasol stepped up there siakam was, had like three siakam <laughs> had like 32 points 
I mean, ev- everyone stepped up. And I, and I noticed a lot. They were in the last two games, uh, in games five and six, they started to double-team Kawhi a lot more, which left other people open. It was basically they were telling him, hey, you're not going to beat us, Kawhi. If we're, if we're, if we're going to get beat, these other guys around you are going to have to And they beat stepped us. up. And they all stepped up at, at various times. Did yeah. you see that interview after game five where they talked to Kawhi? They're like, Kawhi, why didn't you take that shot? Why did you pass out of it? And he's like, uh, well... Uh, when you play basketball and two men are on you, you usually pass it to the wide open man. <laughs> Thank you for explaining to us how double teams work. And then, the, like, what? How dumb do you have to be a reporter to ask that question? Like, what did oh, you think God. he was going to say? You're getting double teamed. Why didn't you shoot it? Uh, well, you know, I like shooting when it's completely contested and it could be blocked. That's part <laughs> of the stuff I hate with the media. Like, Doris Burke is on stage when they have the championship in their hands, and she goes, "Oh, you know, Kawhi, you have a big decision to make this summer. Have you thought about it at all?" I'm it's leaving like, Toronto. <laughs> it's like what yeah what did you expect him to say he's literally on the podium with his team that just won an nba championship and he's gonna say oh i'm not gonna be here next year like why would you even ask i know i i know it's probably the the people her higher ups at espn are making her ask that question doris burke's a really good reporter i she doubt is. she was gonna ask it but like you know like like you, you know, have she, things you have to do yeah she, you have things you have to do but like how does no one in ESPN realize that you should not be asking him that question? I, that was so cringeworthy. Like, and of course, Kawhi's like, uh, yeah, I'm just going to celebrate with my teammates and uh, worry about that later. <laughs> I like, like, what What did you expect him to say? The thing I found was really stupid was right after that ESPN, when they were doing the champagne celebrating in the locker room, like Rachel Nichols comes over and pulls over Kawhi and uh, Kyle Lowry. And uh, she was like, asking him like this game like all these questions and i just hear in the background that the team's celebrating i'm like why'd you pull him away from like this team celebration and then like one of the questions that rachel nichols asks is like uh she asked basically like the same question she was like so like now that you won like she like turns to kyle she's like are you gonna have to do some recruiting for him and kyle's like man i'm not gonna like recruit him if he wants to be here he wants to be here then Kawhi like tries to whip out his comedian uh touch and goes like yeah, you know, Kyle just wants me gone anyway. I gave him what he wanted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, apparently Kyle Lowry was very heartbroken when they traded DeMar DeRozan. Yeah, he the, like in the season opener when they played the Cavs, uh he did the um he did the typical handshake that the two of them do. And uh but it, he wasn't there. He just did it by himself in the hallway. Like he, they were both heartbroken, but I think at the end of the day like you understand that it's a business and like I think, I think definitely the Raptors are content with it. I mean, there was outrage. I think to start, but because you didn't know it was like a rental versus a player that was locked in for years. Yeah, and Jake Puddle. <laughs> so, uh, did you hear about? Uh, I'm gonna butcher his name, like Masai Ujiri. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, I heard. Okay, so it's a kind of a roller coaster for that. Because, I've heard so many different things. So, like originally when they won, I know what you're gonna say. Um, they said that the Wizards were prepared right after that happened to offer him a ginormous contract to beg him because they still don't have a GM spot. They fired their GM midway through the season, basically, yeah. and they haven't hired one. It draft, by the way, is in five days, yeah. <laughs> and they still have no GM. And they um, they then, Masai Ujiri offered this massive package. Maybe I, w- I wake up the next morning and I read that Masai Ujiri is now faced with battery of a police officer for punching him in the face. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, this is basically what I heard about the situation. Like, he had his credentials in his hand, 
The cop asks for his credentials. He shows him his credentials. I am a surgery. But <laughs> apparently the cop says, I guess not only did you need the credentials that he had, but you needed some type of gold armband or something, which is ridiculous. <laughs> and so the cop was being basically a hard ass and saying, oh, no, like you can't get by and everything. It's like it would have taken two seconds of verification from anyone around to be like, this is the GM of the Raptors. Like, you know, and second of all, how, how does he not know that you're, you're, you know, working in an, in, in an arena? But so he tries to, I guess, uh, get past the cop and uh, the cop starts being aggressive with him. And Masai Ujiri turns around apparently and shoves him and then pimp slapped him right in the face. Like, I am Masai. And, uh, I mean, there's different eyewitness accounts. Of course, the police are saying... <laughs> Kawhi laughed in the background. In the yeah, like, there's, <laughs> uh, apparently there's a couple Warriors fans that are season ticket holders that said they were saw the whole thing and that the cops were being aggressive with him. Uh, originally? Yeah, originally, yeah, yeah. and that they were the one that sort of provoked it. So, I mean, I don't, really don't know what happened. I, I, I feel like it's a non-story. Like, oh, well, like, you know... I shouldn't take Nothing's, away from the moment for him yeah, or like anything that's going to happen to him. I don't think anything's going to happen to him. It's a jurisdictional nightmare because he's <laughs> a Canadian citizen, but it happened in, in, US, in the soil. U.S. So, yep. like, I mean, I really don't think anything's going to happen. Uh, I mean, the police said they were going to pursue a battery charge, but guess what? I think Trudeau is probably just going to wipe his ass with it. Like, yeah, yeah what? Oh, I'm going to extradite this guy so he can face a battery charge. Yeah. Right. The wizards will step in and be like, no, 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 no. Yeah. He's my friend. Don't like, do, do anything, please. I, I think the cop was just kind of being a hard ass and, uh, and you know, I mean, he's, he's from Oakland. He's probably a, a Warriors fan and, uh, you know, <laughs> And it was just giving this dude a hard time, and he just wasn't having it. It's like, you know, that happens a lot with, like, gatekeepers, like bouncers at clubs or, you know, anyone who says you can and can't get into somewhere. They Sometimes they get a little bit bigger, uh, too big for the position that they're in. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm not surprised that, 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 that you know, Ujiri just said basically, get the hell out of my <laughs> way. Like, Who do you think had a better night? <laughs> Kawhi, Kyle Lowry, Masai Ujiri, or Drake? <laughs> oh god uh drake did an interview right after they won game six like he literally just played in the finals it was great he wants that he wants the chips with the dip <laughs> i love i I've, they, it was he's like you can meme this all you want took two seconds it said like when you're at uh across the border or something and he, he's like i want my chips with my dip <laughs> yeah, chips and dip and of course he releases two songs for the the champ people were pissed about that there he said he was going to release it on friday he took till like it was midnight uh, on friday yeah midnight on it. friday not like midnight going into friday midnight friday he's like here you go six <laughs> lvo <laughs> yeah he, he named the song omerta which i don't know if you know what omerta means but it's an Italian word. It's the code of silence that people take when they're initiated into the mob to not talk to the police or anything. It's like, Drake, you're not in the mob. Like, and you're not stop. Italian. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He you're wants to be so badly. I, he wants to be so many things. <laughs> I um, And also, he was never silent. <laughs> like, what, what code of silence was he? Is that supposed to be like for Kawhi or something? I, I, I guess, yeah. Maybe it was like Kawhi's like a stone cold silent killer, like. Maybe that I I don't. Know. It seems like Amuerta is the more popular track of the two, though. I like Money in the Grave too. With Rick. Yeah. <laughs> Rose. Oh. Oh. <laughs> uh, I've seen him live. He's great. Oh really? Yeah, I saw him when he was fat, like when he was still really big, and he came out in a, a full white suit. 
It was cool. <laughs> it was probably a top five moment of my life. Yeah, I saw that was a great concert. Side note: It was Lil Wayne, Rick Ross, Meek Mill, Waka Flocka, Two Chains, Drake. What? Yeah. Where, where'd you see this? I was in uh, Hartford. Uh, it was Xfinity. Uh, yeah, it was the uh, the ninety three seven summer, oh my summer Jam concert. Are you kidding me? That was the Summer Jam one. I've I've been to the Summer Jam for like the past few years. Actually, they just I think they just stopped the Summer Jam this year. But I saw Kendrick with Joey. No, with um. Oh, I'm I'm so sorry. I'm forgetting his name. Uh, Schoolboy Q. I saw it with Schoolboy Q. And Kendrick, and then the year before that was Chance the Rapper and um, Kyle. Oh yeah, I, I saw I saw Chance the Rapper too. He's he's pretty good. You were there and you didn't tell me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell, man? <laughs> this is awkward. All right, <laughs> well, uh, um, is there anything else that we should talk about? I mean, for the re- for uh, uh oh, another breaking news thing, really quick. So. Apparently, Anthony Davis is uh, going to finish out the year of his contract and still enter free agency. He decided it's not guaranteed. He's not re-signing with the Lakers automatically from wow. this trade. Also, the Celtics were also in the sweepstakes for um, Anthony Davis. They were looking for a third team. Apparently, I was really hoping the Cavs would be in there. Guess not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but apparently, the Celtics re- decided to back out of those trades because they refused to trade Tatum. Oh yeah, um, I, I wouldn't trade Tatum if I was the Celtics either. They have a great uh, co- uh, core of young. Players I would if there. I was guaranteed to get Anthony Davis to stay. Like other- yeah, but it's a one-year rental as of right now. You know? Yeah, and the Celtics aren't like the Raptors where they're in position with other great players to really build around Anthony Davis. You'd have to. I heard the trade that that would have had to been was Tatum, Brown, Smart. And like a few picks. If you take away those three players from that Celtic team with Kyrie and maybe Al Horford potentially leaving, I wouldn't want to be on a team with Anthony Davis, Marcus Morris, and Gordon, uh, Gordon Haywood. Gordon Haywood and Time Lord. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I uh, I'm I'm a little bit surprised that they didn't try to do like a sign and trade where uh, they signed Anthony Davis to a long term a longer term contract, like a three year deal or something, so then they could immediately trade him to uh to a different team that yeah so, so when they did buy him you know they were guaranteed for more than just a one-year deal with him. i think it's weird that he i thought he wanted to be in la so obviously he just wants to see what the landscape's gonna be like. or say, maybe this laker thing doesn't work he, it looks like he's hedging his bet a little bit which i mean it just paid off for Kawhi leonard so the I pelicans mean, are honestly gonna be stacked so <laughs> of young talent <laughs> what do you think about Possibly now that they have three first round picks, uh, what are they going to use it the, for? The Pelicans trading Zion to Philly for Ben Simmons, uh, Ben Simmons, and like a draft pick. I would hate that. You don't like that? I don't want ben maybe Simmons. Ben Simmons. And, uh, I wouldn't touch Ben on the Simmons pe- on the Pelicans. Play, played school and uh, played ball in uh, Louisiana. If I had a choice between Zion or uh, Ben Simmons, I am taking Zion a hundred times out of a hundred. I think Zion Williamson will be a thousand times better than but Ben Simmons. But that's the thing. I mean, obviously you want Zion, but I don't think Zion wants to play there. I I think that's getting a little overplayed. I think like, I think once he settles into playing there, I think everything's gonna be fine. I think they have a good GM now. I think they have a good coach already with Alvin Gentry. I think their owners like their only question mark because she's also the part. She also owns the Saints, and she wasn't 
really I think her husband was the one who originally owned it. I think it's like Gail Benson or something. Okay. And I think she's realized that this Pelicans team wasn't really paid attention to under like under her husband and she really wants it to be a priority. So I think that the the Smoothie King Center is going to be much more active this year. <laughs> yeah. Also, I think I think this team all right, so now the Pelicans have a team that could have the potential starting lineup of Lonzo, Drew Holiday, Brandon Ingram, whoever – I think Julius Randle's still maybe under contract. Not sure. And Anthony and, and uh, Zion as, like, your five. And with Josh Hart still coming off the bench. I don't know about you, but that lineup is not half bad. No, that's, that's not bad. That would have been better than what they got from the Knicks, which would apparently have been, like, third uh, Kevin Knox – uh, Mitchell Robinson and Frank Nidalekina, who out of all those players, I only like Mitchell Robinson. So Randall's on a two-year deal right now. Uh, Is it an opt-in or? He signed a, a two-year, $18 million contract last year. So Or no, th- this year. Um, so Yeah, so he has one year he's left. He's got one year left, yeah. So that's a pretty good team. That's a fight for like the eighth spot type roster. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm interested to see what's going to happen with this draft, but all right. So I I think to finish off, we should take the uh, the remaining big free agents. Like so, we'll do Kyrie, we'll do Kawhi. We'll say exactly where we think they're going. Exactly. We'll do okay. Kyrie, Kawhi, um, uh, KD, Clay Thompson, and then you want to throw one more. I have in a there? list. Okay, we can just we'll do a quick uh, run through of it. All right, so I had them ranked, but now with KD, <laughs> I had KD at one and Kawhi at two. Um, so we'll start with Kevin Durant. Where do you think, based off now that the Achilles, I heard it hasn't really hurt his impact with any of these teams. Like they all still want him on the max. So where would where would you think he's gonna go? Um, so Anthony Davis said he, the only two teams that he wanted to go to were the Lakers or the Knicks. Now that he's gone with the Lakers, I think KD will go will sign with the Knicks. Uh, I think they'll keep him on a uh, – even though he's not going to basically play three-quarters of the year next year. I, I mean, it's New York. They'll have him in the booth. They'll have him doing interviews. They'll have him doing a they'll lot of stuff. They'll soak up every yeah. penny and out of KD. And, and you talked about hope in a franchise. The Knicks need hope in a franchise. It could be false franchise. hope for right now, yeah, but that's fine. It could be false hope, but that's fine. I, I, I think he goes there um, and starts the next chapter of his career, basically the twilight chapter of his career. I think he still has like three or four decent years left after this injury. If anything, I think he could like, I don't think he'll, I think this could help extend his career in a weird way because he does a year basically of not playing. Yeah. Which will be good. I think for me, it's either between the Clippers or Brooklyn. I think he's kind of out on the Knicks. I think I wouldn't be surprised. I'd say it's like, a 33% chance between those three. I think if Kyrie, I, okay, I'm just going to say it as I, I'll, I'll take the New York Knicks. I think that's the, the safe option out of those three. So now we have Kawhi, which now we know it's basically between Toronto or the Clippers. If I were Kawhi, I would stay in Toronto. I think that's a better team. I think that the GM, I, I like their GM more. I know Jerry West is a very good GM. I don't really want to leave a team though, that I just won the championship with championship with. I don't, have you ever thought of a situation where a player has won a championship and then left after being the reason they got there in any sport, really? Maybe uh, like base. I think it's common in baseball. I think Albert Pujols did that after he won with the Cardinals. Yeah. I mean, 
<laughs> maybe in soccer that's that's about it where guys will win and then leave the next you year. don't see like uh Peyton Manning after he won with the Colts being like all right I'm going to Denver <laughs> yeah see ya no you're right that that doesn't happen a lot I feel like also I like all the building pieces that the Raptors have I would take I like Siakam I would like it you basically have another year of Gasol Ibaka and Lowry if a if um Marcus all opts back in, and I'm fine with that. And then after that, all those contracts expire, so you're basically buying and you get basically more money to lure in great players. And if Kawhi's still playing it and uh, Siakam's still playing at an elite level, then you could basically restart over and have a great new team again. Yeah. So who would you for pick? Kawhi? You mean? Yeah, Kawhi. Um, you think it's are you a Cali boy or a a six? Well. I, I really thought he was going to go to the Lakers. Now that AD goes there, uh, I'm I'm not sure he's he's going to do that. I think most likely, I think he's going to weigh his championship options again. And I it, it seems like everything's going to come up that Toronto is going to be the, still going to be the best option for him. I mean, I I think he's got to realize that he can take over the East in, in sort of the same way that LeBron did. Like, there is there anyone is there player in the east that's better than him maybe Giannis like uh that's about it yeah and now Kyrie potentially might leave yeah Kyrie was probably not gonna be (laughs) the man in the front of the door but no but yeah I I think if I'm Kawhi I want to stay in the east well speaking of Kyrie now Kyrie basically Boston's out he said he's basically not coming back so I think it's between Brooklyn and the, the Lakers I don't think the Lakers want him I think they'd rather have Kemba Walker. I think they'd probably take him if they if they were desperate. But I mean, he's sort of become a locker room cancer. So I think with LeBron there, though, LeBron would squash whatever Kyrie brought. But I don't think that reunion's likely. I think their egos are both too big. Yeah. To clash. I think Anthony Davis fits perfectly because Anthony Davis can be very calm and like outside of this season. Like, when have we ever heard Anthony Davis like talk Say shit or anything? Yeah. He says it through shirts. Yeah. <laughs> um. So. I think Kyrie goes to Brooklyn. I think it's the only place that really is big on him right now. I would say Brooklyn. Yeah, I think Brooklyn. And there's potential that KD could also go to Brooklyn. Yeah, I've heard that those two are pretty buddy-buddy. So is the next one you're going to do Clay Thompson or not? Yeah, it's Clay. So, yeah, I was just going to say that KD and Clay. I think one of them leaves. So whichever one stays, I think the other one goes. I so like s- I said, like, you know, if KD goes to the Knicks, like I think he, he might – uh, you know, I think Clay's gonna stay. If if Clay leaves, I think KD might just stay. But I'm wondering where Clay would go. I heard it's he really the Clippers or the Lakers. It's no one else. Do you think he'd want to play with LeBron? I think LeBron and him would be a really good fit. Yeah. Oh, totally great fit. I mean, LeBron needs it, basically LeBron needs a, a defensive uh, rim style, like a, a Chris Bosh rim type. protector. Uh, yeah, like Tristan a Chris Thompson, Bosch type. and he needs two. Uh, two uh, scoring options uh spot Three. up shooters okay you know and he's maybe got one now on on the lakers like that's i don't think he has any anymore I don't, yeah i don't think he has any that bench now. was terrible at shooting and uh i mean if if you could have clay thompson i mean LeBron's, <laughs> lebron's best aspect of his game is his passing so i would if i was the lakers i would at least go to the door and be like hey uh well, here's your offer you can reject us now but we're offering it yeah <laughs> Um, I think Clay's staying in Golden State. I feel like they're not going to let him go. He was bored. He's basically been like raised there. I think if they had to choose between Clay and Durant, honestly, I think they'd pick Clay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, the hometown. You know, 
he's basically you know the second hometown hero besides Steph like he's their guy like yeah him Draymond and Steph are like their little brothers (laughs) friggin Hamptons five yeah uh so Jimmy Butler is a very interesting one because like Kyrie he's basically a locker room cancer but at the same time he also isn't as good as Kyrie so I've heard like he He won't get the max he averaged like like I think 18 or 19 points a game this season like he I mean he's 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 great he's a prolific scorer but he's a he's an on the ball type of guy Great um, defender, too. Yeah, great defender, but he needs the ball in his hands a lot. I heard any team that's interested in him won't give him a five-year. They'd, at max, give him, like, a three. I think he should stay in Philly. I don't think the Lakers make sense. I, I think mean, Philly loves him. And I think him and Embiid. Was the Clippers that was interested yeah, in him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I mean, Brooklyn. I, think, um, I heard inklings in the beginning of the season that Jimmy Butler and Kyrie maybe would go to Brooklyn together. Yeah. I'm not sure he fits in too well at Brooklyn. Like I said, I think Tobias Harris would fit in a little bit better there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think I think he stays. Yeah, I, I would say he probably stays in Philly. Now we have Kemba. Kemba's very interesting because his his price basically went through the roof with him making one of the All NBA teams. So now Kemba's basically in a whole new stratosphere for cap room. It's basically like who wants to take the risk of paying this super short short point guard uh, like a potential two hundred and eleven million dollar contract. I don't. I don't think any team outside of Charlotte is going to be able to do it. But um, well, they they can't. That's like the max you would get in Charlotte. But now that's basically it's Charlotte, New York, or the Lakers. Like I said, um, I think he's going to go to the Knicks with KD. At the end of the day, I think it's going to be really hard for the Lakers to maybe get a third op, a third piece based off of all this movement. And, yeah, and we've seen all year how. The Lakers are so dysfunctional. I think that turned off a lot of players. I know they're like the glitz and the glamour of the NBA, but at the same time, I don't think I think the Knicks. I think the Knicks fans are going to be happy, and they stole a player right out from under the uh, the Lakers. Yeah, I mean, I I think uh, you know I think a, some of that's a little bit overblown with like the how dysfunctional the the Lakers are. Um, you know, they've they've gotten rid of a lot of the guys that were there in, in that quote-unquote dysfunction period. Like, you know, Magic Johnson's gone now. and They still have Polinka yeah, and Genie Bus though. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know. I, I I think that LeBron gets a little bit of a bad rap. I don't think that had a lot to do with him. I just don't think the Lakers have been run well for years now. <laughs> yeah, no. There's a lot of reports that uh, agree with that. <laughs> um, So Tobias Harris is another one. I've heard a lot of teams – could be in the running for Tobias Harris because I don't know if he'll get the max even though he played really well this year pretty underrated I know everyone's going to point to like the Philly part I mean he was essentially the fourth option on that team I mean he was how many points was he going to score if Embiid scores like 30 Simmons scores 20 so actually all all five of their starters were averaging 17 to 19 points a game about uh, during the regular season. Yeah, it's when they hit the postseason, which was they kind of hit their weird strides with Tobias Harris. Like he was kind of like sprinkled in at certain points. Oh, Tobias. Yeah. The bromance between him and Boban is great, too. I don't want to see that end. Oh, no, it can't. (laughs) It shouldn't. I think it should be a package deal. They have to stay together. Yes. Um, So outside of that, there's like a few other. uh, There's D'Angelo, which is a really, really. Interesting situation because he's tied he's, to so many situations. I think he's like basically a safety net for Brooklyn right now. It's but it's like uh, basically, hey, we're gonna go out and see how many good players we can get. If not, we still have this guy. But if we need to use him as a piece, uh, 
or, or no, he's a, he's a restricted free agent. So yeah, but and I feel like once they get it, it's. Ba- I know a lot of teams are going to offer the max. It's basically going to be like where he chooses to go, and if the if Brooklyn gets Kyrie, it's not happening. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, uh, do you think if he gets a great offer from someone that Brooklyn's going to match it or no? It all depends if Kyrie leaves. I think I don't know. I've heard that they might want the two of them together. I think that'd be awful. I don't yeah, see any way in know. which that would work. Um, I, uh, basically, besides that, you got Al Horford, who's like 33. He's, and he's not going anywhere. I, I hope not. I like him in Boston. Chris yeah. Middleton, I believe, is going to stay in Milwaukee. I don't see. I heard maybe that the Mavs would want to pair Kemba, Chris Middleton, Doncic, and Porzingis together. That would be fun to watch. I feel like that would be a lot of crazy ball movement going on the floor, and they would be just... They'd be a very good jump shooting team, too. Yeah, I think that'd be a pretty interesting thing. I honestly think Chris Middleton's staying in Milwaukee, though. I mean, they're yeah, going to. I mean, that team was very close to getting to the finals. I think they, what they need, need maybe, they're maybe one like or two one pieces. role player, yeah, away. Um, and besides that, I mean, we'll maybe we'll talk about other players more as they actually sign. But I think uh, for now, that's going to be it. Oh, and just as we say that, the Lakers are now targeting Kemba Walker. <laughs> Look at that. We're, we're so smart. <laughs> we're already just one step ahead. But uh, until the next time, uh, thank you guys for listening. And we'll see you next time. See you guys. <laughs>